This is episode 36, NBA Early Recap. Good afternoon. Welcome to Flying In Sports. Where we fly around nationwide talking about what's going on in the sports world. We're your hosts, Joey Polizzi. And Costas Cucunadas. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Flying In Sports underscore podcast. Welcome to our 36th episode. And finally, we're going to talk about the NBA. In this episode, we are joined by NBA superfan Caleb Nixon. Welcome to the show, Caleb. Hey, guys. What's up? Thanks for having me. No problem. Who are some key teams that have disappointed to start the season? Are the Brooklyn Nets the favorites to win the East? And should the NBA really have an all-star game this season? All this and a whole lot more on this week's episode. All right, Caleb and Kostas, you guys ready? Absolutely. All right, Kostas, we'll start with you. So the NBA, it's a little at the half, at the third way of the mark, end of the season. Who are some surprising teams that have started the season hot? Uh, well, obviously, a lot of people didn't see this one coming, but obviously, I'm their biggest fan, uh, the Phoenix Suns. Phoenix Suns are one team, um, and then maybe from the East, I'm going to say that uh, – I'm going to say – they're not in a playoff spot, but they're doing a lot better than I thought they were going to do, and it's the Knicks at this point. The Knicks are only – I think the Knicks are 11-14. Yeah, uh, they're only 14. one spot out of the playoff or out of the eighth, speed, or eighth seed right now, and they're having a, an interesting season. Um, but yeah, those are my teams that are surprising. Yeah, I mean the Suns, fourteen and nine. I think teams expected the Suns to be good, but they're fourth right now in the West. You know, they're better than teams like the Nuggets and the Mavericks, who people didn't really think the Suns could be this high. And they're putting a great start to the season. Chris Paul, you know, he's really revamped that roster, and they're playing good. Knicks, they're surprising in a sense, just because they were so bad last year. But you know they're eleven and fourteen. They're they're not the greatest, but I think with Derrick Rose coming there after the trade, Tom Thibodeau, you know, being able to coach that defense, I think the Knicks are the number one defensive rating in the NBA. You know, they're doing something with that roster. I think a couple more draft picks for the Knicks, and this team in a couple seasons can be, you know, a great playoff team. Caleb, where are your surprising teams? Yeah, I agree with you guys. Those are both surprising teams. I mean, they both stood out this year. Uh, a couple for me. One spot below the Phoenix Suns in the Western Conference standing would be the San Antonio Spurs. Uh, They've looked pretty good. DeRozan's averaging just around 20 points per game. Um, But the young guys have also looked very good. DeJounte Murray and Kelton Johnson. Um, And obviously when you add Greg Popovich into that, um, they're going to look pretty good. But five seed for them right now is is a little shocking for me. Um, And also in the West – uh, a little shocking is the Thunder for me. I was thinking that they were going to have a very tough year, um, probably be one of the worst in the league, but they're hanging in with the West of the rest of the Western Conference. They are 10-13, and 13, but they're only two games out of that eight seed. Man, did you read my notes on the, on the San Antonio Spurs <laughs> or no? Because we had the exact same thing. Everything you said I had it written down. DeMarta Rosen, DeJounte Murray, and Keldon Johnson – Literally, they've played better than expected, 14 and 10, fifth in the West. And they've won six of their last eight games, including they beat the Nuggets and the Celtics a couple nights ago. So the Spurs team with Greg Popovich, they're playing better than expected. You know, one team that I'm surprised you guys did not mention was the Utah Mm -hmm. Jazz. I mean, they're the best team in the league right now. They're 19 and 5. They've won 15 of their last 16 games. 
Donovan Mitchell's doing his thing now. He shot poorly to start the season. Now he's really coming together. Rudy Gobert, after he got paid, is averaging 13 and 13. And what about Jordan Clarkson? You know, 17 and a half points off the bench. Pretty good from this Utah Jazz squad, who people usually think there'll be four or five in the West. Well, they're first in the hard Western Conference. And on top of that, they're the best team in the league. This Jazz team has a shot this year. They play good defense. And I would be scared about this Jazz team. Kostas, what do you think about the Jazz team? Are they scary come playoff time? Oh, of course, man. And, you know, this is this is years in the making. And uh, Donovan Mitchell's is proving it every day and every, every game that goes by that, you know, he's a superstar. And Rudy Gobert's also, you know, he's supporting cast. And everyone on that Jazz team, including Jordan Clarkson, man, that's that's interesting and that's crazy to me. I mean, he's bounced around the league, and it looks like he's found a home in uh, in Utah. Caleb, what are your thoughts on this Jazz team? Are they that good? Are they at 19-5? and five Yeah, I, I do believe they are. I mean, I think a key part of their performance every game is their three points. I mean, they're making just around 17 per game, which is an extremely high number. And, I mean, when you add Joe Ingles, uh, Bojan Bogdanovic um, – you got Mitchell Clarkson and Mike Conley as well. I mean, those are all pretty good three-point shooters. You add all of them together, and they're shooting very well. Um, and, yes, like like Costa said, Jordan Clarkson has bounced around the league, and that was actually um, a player I thought that's been a little surprising this year. I mean, he stepped up. He's probably the favorite to win sixth man of the year, uh, and the Jazz have just looked great overall. Don't get me wrong. The Jazz are, are a great team. They're playing great to start. You know, 19 and 5. But it's going to be hard for me come playoff time to, you know, pick the Jazz to beat teams like the Lakers, the Clippers, and even the Nuggets. I just don't know if they're there yet. I don't know if the Jazz match up with them good yet. But it's early. You know, the Jazz could shock some more people come playoff time. And we'll see. But right now, not sold on the Jazz yet being a true contender come playoff time. All right, now let's go move over. Before we start with disappointing teams, one last team that has surprised me a little bit recently is the Sacramento Kings. Now, they are 12-11. and 11. They're seventh in the West. But, you know, in the past four games, they've beat the Clippers, the Nuggets, the Celtics, and the Pelicans in their last four games. Keep that in mind. They've also won seven of eight. De'Aaron Fox is playing better as of late. So we'll see where they can go when they push towards the midway point of the season. Now let's go over to disappointing teams. Caleb, we'll start with you on this one. Who has disappointed so far? in this 2021 season. Yeah, I've got two teams uh, disappointing me, starting off with the Dallas Mavericks. Um, they're 11-14 and 14 right now, uh, and if, if that record's flipped around, people might be considering Luka Doncic as MVP. He's putting up 27.8 points per game, uh, about nine boards and nine assists. Um, it's just their defense. Their defense has not been good. They're giving up 113.6 per game, uh, and they just can't win games. I mean, this is a team that, really fought the Clippers in the playoffs last year. Um, and I think everyone was expecting an MVP campaign from Luka and really a, a high playoff performance from them. Um, moving to my East team, the Miami Heat are, are pretty disappointing right now. They obviously played um, 12 games without Jimmy Butler as he struggled with COVID. But 9-14 and 14 for them right now is below their expectations. Um, so we'll see how Jimmy Butler affects that team with him being back. Um, I, I think they still have a chance to get into that playoff run, but it's going to take a get a quite a few games together to uh, win. I also have the Dallas Mavericks, Caleb. You know, eleven and fourteen. No one expected them to be, you know, at that mark to start the season. A lot of people thought 
this Mavs team is going to take off this year. A healthy Porzingis, Luka Doncic, another year, you know, to develop. But they're not playing that good. They're only 3-7 and seven in their last 10 games. And Porzingis, you know, he's still coming back from injury. You know, it's hard for this Mavericks team. One guy who is stepping up for the Mavericks, though, is Tim Hardaway Jr. He's averaging 7.3 points per game. But this Mavs team, they need something else if they want to compete. They need to go get someone else, another scorer. If they can get a guy like Bradley Beal, who we'll talk about later, this Mavs team can be really scary. But for right now, Luka Doncic and Porzingis, I don't think that they're enough, you know, to lead this Mavs team to a deep playoff run. Miami Heat, yeah, they have disappointed. But, you know, Jimmy Butler has been out with COVID. Tyler Hero has been out with an injury. Goran Dragic is now suffering from an injury. This team has been hurt, COVID issues. This team will be fine. If you do want to check out Jimmy Butler's Path to the Pros, me and Caleb have a podcast called Starter from the Bottom on Radio DePaul Sports. So if you guys are interested in that, go check that out. It's all about Jimmy Butler's journey to the pros. But, yeah, that team has disappointed to start. But I think that they'll pick it up. Kostas, who are your disappointing teams? Yeah, I'm going to go with Dallas as well uh, in the West. Uh, Luka, you know, I expected a lot more out of him actually this year, especially with all the MVP talk. Uh, yeah, he's averaging 27, but he could definitely do a lot more than that. And I don't know, he just, he, I mean, watching him play, he kind of looks a little frustrated out there. Um, I don't know what's wrong with them, but I think definitely they could pick it up. They're one of those teams that, you know, obviously have been to the playoffs before. Uh, and, um, you know, they'll pick it up for sure. And the East, I'm going to go ahead and say the Raptors, man. The Raptors are always that team that's in the East that, you know, are always – you know, somewhat in the top four, no matter at what point of the season. And they're interest. They're an interesting team. Obviously, they've lost a lot of pieces over the years. And, um, I mean, but, you know, one good thing for them is, you know, Fred Van Fleet keeps getting better every year. And that's something that's big. And, you know, with Kyle Lowry going up there in age, I think um, Fred's going to be the face of the team in the next couple of years. But, you know, they have a good supporting cast around those players. And, you know, I'm looking for them to uh, bounce back real quick. Yeah, I have the same thing, Kostas. Toronto Raptors, for sure, disappointing to start the season. I mean, they're always at the top. For as long as I can remember the last four or five years, the Raptors have been one, two, three in the in the East. And they started bad. That's just what it was, a slow start. They started the season two and eight. Now they've picked it up a little bit. They're six and four in their last ten. And it seems like guys like Fred Van Vliet, Pascal Siakam are starting to get going. Two guys who can score the basketball well. They're both averaging over 20 points. And Kyle Lowry, you know, he's averaging 17 and 6.7. But it seems like he's taking a step back this year. You know, he's kind of dishing the ball. You know, he's that veteran on that team. They also got guys like Chris Broucher, who has really stepped up for the Raptors this year. You know, guys like Norman Powell, too. So this Raptors team, they'll be fine. I can see them finishing in the top four again in the East. They just got to get going, and I think they will. Now let's go to some surprising players to start the season. There's been a handful of Kostas. Who is your one surprising player to start the 2021 season? Well, this is interesting. Uh, I have a couple players, but the one that's really, you know, stood out to me the most is a man on the Boston Celtics, and his name is Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown has really stepped up. Uh, I think he's overtaken Jason Tatum a little bit this season. And, you know, he's having a phenomenal season, man. He's averaging 26.4 points per game, and that's that's pretty crazy for Jalen. And you know what? I knew this was coming. Uh, a lot of people doubted him. I mean, Boston also kind of doubted him without giving them a couple contracts in the past. But, you know, he's really proving to be, you know, an elite player in this league. And, man, he's he's crazy this season. 
For sure, he stepped up. I didn't even, I didn't even have him on my list, but he he has for sure stepped up, and you know he could be a great player alongside Jason Tatum, and that Celtics team can be scary even this year. Be scary in the playoffs. Caleb, who's one surprising player? Yeah, I also have someone in the East. Um, maybe not as a talented of of a team, but Demontis Sabonis of the Pacers has been playing very good this year. He's averaging twenty one points per game. Um, along with 12 rebounds and five and a half assists. And it seems like him and Malcolm Brogdon really go good together. Uh, they're keeping the Pacers in the playoff push in the East. Obviously, they're probably not going to be better than maybe the Celtics, Sixers, Nets, but they're hanging in there, and DeMontis Sabonis is a huge part to that. Yeah, Sabonis, he, he stepped up for that Pacers team. It seems like they run through him. You know, he makes plays. He gets those rebounds, scores the basketball efficiently. He's definitely a player that has shocked a lot of people, especially last season when he made the All-Star game. A lot of people were, you know, questioning whether he should be in the All-Star game or, you know, shouldn't have. And I think this year he'll for sure be an All-Star because he's proved that. One player I have, I'll go to the West. Christian Wood of the Houston Rockets. You know, it's been shocking what he's been doing for the Rockets this year. 22 points, 10.2 rebounds. And I bet the Pistons are kicking themselves. He's a young player. They let him go. They wouldn't offer him a contract. So he signed a deal with the Rockets, a short-term deal. And he's proved to be well for the Rockets. He's dealing with injury now. And he's played great. Uh, what do you guys think about Christian Wood, Kostas? Uh, Christian Wood, yeah. I mean, and this is a Rockets team that's obviously, you know, had a lot of downside this season. And, you know, he stepped up. And, you know, he said that at the beginning of the season that he was going to step up. And he was going to show the Houston Rockets what he was about. And, I'm, you know, I'm looking forward to him to keep improving. Yeah, one other guy I got is Julius Randle, averaging 22.7 and 11 rebounds. Caleb, what do you think about Julius Randle's game in yeah, 2021? Yeah, Julius Randle's been great. And, I mean, that goes along with Kostas' pick for a surprising team. I mean, he's really been a huge part for the Knicks this year. Um, him and R.J. Barrett have been leading that team to stay in playoff contention. And I think a key thing there is Julius Randle is still pretty young, as well as R.J. Barrett. And like Kostas said, the Knicks are going to be pretty good in a couple of years. If they can keep drafting well, keep this young core together, I think they got a bright future, and Julius Randle is a huge part of that. Yeah, they just need a couple more pieces, and this Knicks team in a couple seasons can be solid. Let's go over now to the Nets. You know, we know they've acquired James Harden. They got James Harden. They got Kyrie Irving. They got Kevin Durant. What do you think about this Nets team, Caleb? Is this team the favorite to win the East? You know, I'm going to say yes. I, I do think they will. Um, I think they will win the East. And I think a lot of that has to do with, really, James Harden. He's kind of turned into the third option for scoring. I mean, he's leading the league in, with 12 assists per game, which is great for him. But he's only averaging 24 points, which is, I mean, I'm saying only, but James Harden is used to averaging over 30. I really think he stepped into a, a smaller role for the Nets. But overall, it's been huge for them as a team. I mean, Harden's fit in well. Um, I think if they can step up their defense just a little more, they're definitely looking like favorites coming out of the East. Yeah, I mean, that defense is bad. It's horrendous. It's the second worst defensive rating in the NBA. But they do have the first offensive rating in the NBA. So, Kostas, come playoff time. Do you have this team coming out of the East? I know it's early, but do you think Kyrie Irving, KD, and James Harden can put together a great season and win the East? 
Well, I mean, if each player is dropping 30 points a game, like they have done a couple times this year already, uh, then, yeah, I'm going to have to say the Brooklyn Nets are a scary team, and they are going to win the East. But, you know, they've also got some flaws. Um, they've dropped a couple games where you kind of scratch your head and say, well, I mean, a team like that can really, you know, give up a game like that. But you know what? They have a lot of time, and, I mean, it's worked so far. A lot of people said it wasn't going to work, but um, I think Kyrie's happy, Katie's happy, and obviously James Harden is happy to get out of Houston. So, I mean, yeah, I'm going to say that they're going to probably come out the East right now. The one thing that worries me about this Nets team is that defense. They're horrendous on defense. They just don't play defense. As I mentioned, they're the second worst defensive rating in the NBA. That's only behind the Wizards, and the Wizards get trashed all the time for their defense. It worries me. And come playoff time, you're going to have to play defense if you want to win ball games. Scoring's great. It is. But you're going to have to make a last defensive stand, stop them key players. And if they can't do it, they're going to lose. But it's hard not to go against this Nets team. I mean, they score the basketball. They got Kyrie, James Harden, Kevin Durant. Who can guard? Any team can't guard those three. It's it's impossible. You, They can take over at any point during the game. So, yeah, I think we're all in agreement with the Nets. You know, they're – they're going to win the East. Now let's go over to NBA talk. It's early in the season, only a third of the way of the season over. But some players like LeBron James, Joel Embiid, and Nikola Jokic have really emerged as the top three front runners for the MVP. Kostas, start with you here. Who are you going with to win the MVP this season? Any of those three players? Or do you have someone else coming in and taking the MVP this season? Uh, well, I mean, every year kind of seems like we have LBJ in that talk, and he ends up somehow losing it. Um, but I'm going to go with LeBron again this season, and, you know, I think LeBron deserves it. I mean, he's proven it, man. He's old, he's aging like fine wine, and, I mean, he just came off a triple-double win yesterday in OT. And, I mean, he's just proven it every time, man, that he is, you know, up there in the GOAT talk and that he is the best player in this league um, I don't, I don't want to say Giannis this year at all. Uh, Giannis kind of disappointed me a little bit. Um, I, I just don't like Giannis, but uh, I'm going to say LBJ this year. Back to the Giannis point, he, he has been a little bit disappointing. He for sure will not win MVP. They will not give it to him a third time in a row, but LeBron's a great pick. Caleb, you know, you right now I think I definitely have Joel Embiid, but as the season goes on, if I expect it to go the way that I think it will with the Brooklyn Nets taking over the number one seed in the East, I think I'm going to have to boast KD into that conversation just because, I mean, he's averaging the sec- or the third most points per game in the league behind Bradley Beal and Steph Curry. Um, he's also averaging seven and a half boards. And I really think if they can get their record up, if they can be the number one seed in the East, I think it's going to come down between KD and LeBron. Um, I think – this year, it's going to be all about winning. Whoever gets those one seeds, um, I have the Lakers getting the one seed, so LeBron would be up there. But I, I think I'm going to give it to KD because I think he's going to be averaging over 30 points by the time the season ends. I mean, what KD's doing now, he's a great player. But I'm going to go with LeBron. LeBron hasn't won since 2013 the MVP. He hasn't. I think it's just his time now to get another MVP under his belt. And also with center, Nikola Jokic and Joel Embiid, they're great players, but a center haven't, hasn't won the MVP since 1999-2000 Shaquille O'Neal. Tim Duncan was a power forward. 
Kevin Garnett was a power forward and Dirk Nowitzki was a power forward. So the last true center was 1999 to 2000 season, Shaquille O'Neal. So I don't know if Joel Embiid and Nikola Jokic are, you know, they're going to come out with the MVP. I think it's going to be LeBron. And as you said, Caleb, I think KD emerges as a favorite come the end of the season. Before we end this segment, let's talk about the All-Star game. So the All-Star game proposed for March 7th. And some players around the league, like LeBron James, said they have no energy and just don't want to be in the All-Star game. Kostas, do you think there should be an All-Star game this season? Um, I mean, after the uh, the season, the, the last bubble season, uh, the rest of the season, and, you know, having this short, you know, break and then starting up this season, you know, I think players just want a break after this. I mean, obviously, a lot of them can't even see their own family just because of the COVID protocols and um, – you know, it's kind of like a mini bubble season in a way. I mean, there's a lot of restrictions. Um, players can't even, you know, shake up at the end of a game. Uh, I don't think there should be an All-Star uh, game this year at all. I mean, it's COVID after all. Um, obviously, there's not going to be a lot of fans, if there is any fans there. And I'm going to go with Braun and say that uh, that I don't think there should be an All-Star game this year. Yeah, I have yeah, to your thoughts on I that? mean, we look at a lot of those teams coming out of the bubble – that situation as a whole was very hard for a lot of players having to leave their families. Um, and you're, and you're giving them a five day break, which is probably the shortest they've ever given for an all-star break. And, and just to add on top, everyone's dealing with COVID and like Kostas said, not really being able to see their families as much as they probably would like to. I just don't think it's a smart decision. Obviously the NBA wants to do it for ratings and money, but, Coming down to the end of the day, I mean, you've got to look at these players' health and what really what they want. And I feel like for a lot of these players, it wouldn't turn out well. And if the NBA does choose to have the All-Star game, I think they have to have the option for players to opt out of the game. It's hard because players like LeBron James, Jimmy Butler, you know, those players that made it far in the bubble, they – only had two, two and a half months to rest before starting another season. That's no rest for an NBA player. These guys, they want rest. And this past year, they didn't get it. And I think the All-Star game, that could be the rest that they need and wanted because they didn't get it for the four or five months that they needed. And this All-Star game, is this going to cause troubles? And you saw what the Pro Bowl did in the NFL. They didn't have a Pro Bowl. They could have, but they didn't. And I think the All-Star game, they shouldn't have one. Simple as that. Now, two players we'll get into really quick. Say yes or no to All-Star. Will they be an All-Star? Caleb, Bradley Beal. He's averaging 33.3 points, 5.1 rebounds, and 4.5 assists. He's on the second worst team in the NBA. Is Bradley Beal a starter? He may not be East a All-Stars? starter, but I'm going to say he will make the, uh, the All-Star game. Okay, Kostas, Bradley Beal, starter in the East. Uh, I don't think starter, but uh, like Caleb said, reserve for sure, and I think he'll be an all-star. Yeah, for sure, all-star. I'm going to go with him being a starter. I think what he's done for the Wizards, putting aside, you know, record-wise, he's been one of the better scorers in the NBA this season. Then last one here is Zach Levine, Kostas. Zach Levine's finally an all-star. He's averaging 27.4 points, 5.2 rebounds, and 5.3 assists. Uh, yes, I think Zach Levine will be an all-star. Whether he's a starter, um, that's still up in the air, I think. Uh, but he'll definitely be a all-star this year. 
probably not a starter just because the East has so many great players like James Harden, Kyrie Irving, KD, Joel Embiid. Caleb, what do you think? Yeah, I think that could be final star. But I'm also going to put him in there. He's having a great year for the Bulls. Um, he's keeping him in that playoff contention. He's definitely having the best year of his career. So I think he's going to get the nod to be an all-star this year. And he he deserves it because he's worked hard and he's finally putting work in on defense. It's not, it's not, he's still not a great defender, but he's working on it. He's becoming a better defender, which, you know, has really helped his, his game and him becoming a better two-way player. So let's end our 36th episode. Hope you guys enjoyed. A special thank you to Caleb for coming on to the show. Hey, thank you, Caleb. It was a, lo- yeah, it was a lot great. of fun having Thanks. you on here. Thank you, Caleb. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Sports underscore podcast, especially for details on our next episode. Check back next week when another guest star who is close to the NFL joins us. We're Flying in Sports, and we'll catch you 